What do you think of when you think of neediness? It usually sounds like a bad thing, right? But what if I told you that to be alive is to be needy? I'm Peter Hess, and you're listening to Neediness, a show about living things that depend on each other to survive and what happens when that relationship breaks down. These are relationships in which one party can't survive without the other. Today's episode is about a unique relationship that has been getting a lot of attention recently, the bond between humans and their microbiome. The human microbiome is the collection of creatures that live inside our bodies or on our bodies. That can include viruses, bacteria, protozoans, fungi, uh, all the invisible creatures that uh, call us home. That's Carl Zimmer. He's a journalist who has written about the human microbiome. For the most part, the relationship between us and our microbes functions below the surface. And for that reason, we never really know they're there. But even though we can't see it, we benefit from these microbes, and the microbes benefit from us. For example, some of the bacteria that find a home in our gut produce vitamin K, which we need to form certain proteins. This win-win situation is called symbiosis. Symbiosis is like two parties depend on each other, and they benefit each other but don't cause trouble to, you know, uh, to each other. So they are safe, and we eat our food, and we share the food with them, and they survive, they live a happy life. We cannot imagine if we live without bacteria in our gut. That's Zhihun Pei and he's a researcher at the VA Medical Center in New York City. He specializes in, you guessed it, the human microbiome. Pei and his team are studying the effects that oral bacteria can have on either preventing or promoting cancer of the esophagus. It turns out that not only do our microbes make some essential nutrients like vitamin K, they can also help work against the kinds of germs that make us sick. A healthy microbiome is kind of like an ecological barrier. When pathogens try to move in on our bodies, uh, all these beneficial bacteria basically keep them shut out. The pathogens really can't get a foothold. They form a kind of barrier, uh, and that barrier is in our intestines, it's on our skin, it's in our mouth. Basically, it's on on any surface uh, on our body or inside of it. And and if you don't have them there, uh, you will regret it. But not all of our interactions with the microbes in and on our bodies are positive. Some of the very same bacteria we rely on can make us sick if they get too plentiful. In that situation, a pathogenic bacteria causes the trouble to the host instead of to benefit, you know. And maybe the pathogen get benefited, you know, by leaving the host, but the host don't get anything good. Uh, sometimes we just have pathogens inside our bodies and we just carry them around without being sick um, because they are basically kept in check. And the fact is that when our microbiomes get disrupted, and a lot of things can do that, then you can see these pathogens either invade us or wake up and turn really nasty. For example, many women live with a small amount of the bacteria Staphylococcus aureus in their vaginas. Normally, the bacteria is kept in check by all the other microbes living near it. 
But if it finds a nice place to grow and multiply and gets out of hand, Staphylococcus aureus can cause a buildup of poison in the body. This can lead to toxic shock syndrome, a sometimes deadly condition. There are other examples of this kind of breakdown, too. It's really complicated, and we really don't have all the answers yet. But um, it does seem, for example, that if people have a disrupted microbiome, that can be a problem for their immune system. So it may be the case that some conditions like asthma are connected to problems with the microbiome. This might sound surprising, but actually our immune systems have evolved to be accompanied by a whole lot of bacteria in our bodies. Our bodies learn to not attack them, so they tolerate all these beneficial bacteria. If they didn't tolerate them, then things would be a mess because it would be constantly in a kind of inflamed state as our immune system is going berserk. And there are things that we do that can cause these kinds of breakdowns in the microbiome. Things like taking too many antibiotics. The antibiotics we use, they're effective, but they're kind of blunt instruments. They will kill off pathogen species of bacteria, but then they'll kill off a lot of other bacteria as well, including beneficial ones. Now, after we take antibiotics, our microbiomes start to recover and go back into kind of a regular state, but if we take a lot of antibiotics over a long period of time, that can be destabilizing. And it's long been known that there are some opportunistic bacteria that can jump in and make us really sick uh, after a lot of antibiotics. For example, Clostridium difficile, or C. difficile, is a kind of bacteria that can spring up after a lot of antibiotic usage and can cause really bad gut infections, which can actually become lethal. So, Carl, when we have a problem like this, when we have this kind of breakdown, do we have ways that we can repair it? There is one way that really seems to be effective to deal with a C. difficile infection, and that is to basically um, donate the bacteria from a healthy person's gut to the sick person. Carl is being polite. But what he's talking about is a fecal transplant. Yes, you heard that right. If you're thinking, how does that work, and you're trying to picture it, you've probably got the right idea. It might seem extreme, and it is, but it also works. They work actually quite well, and they've been tested out now in clinical trials, and they can work better than antibiotics in some cases because C. difficile is becoming increasingly resistant to antibiotics. This sounds surprisingly low-tech, but as more and more antibiotics are rendered useless by resistant bacteria, we may find ourselves looking to our own microbiome for solutions. Our own bacterial populations have been taking care of us for as long as we've existed, so maybe that's not such a far-fetched concept. That's our show for today. I'm Peter Hess, and you've been listening to the first episode of Neediness, the podcast about codependent relationships. Tune in next week when we'll be talking about pollination. Special thanks for this week's episode goes to our guests, Carl Zimmer and Zhe Pei. 
The intro music is by Glassboy, and the outro music is by Jim Rooster. For more episodes, find us on iTunes. <laughs>